1: Welcome to Balanced Black Girl, a podcast dedicated to mental, physical, and emotional health from the Black woman's perspective. Tune in to hear from Black woman health and wellness experts giving the approachable advice you need to help you feel your best. I'm your host, Lestrandra Alfred. Let's dive in. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Balanced Black Girl Podcast. My name is Les. I am your host, and I want to thank you for joining me today. So today's episode, we have our first interview that we've had in a minute. It has really been a minute since we've had an interview. I had my month of solo episodes, which was really fun. I really enjoyed getting to talk directly to you all and hearing you get to learn a bit more about me and this platform So I'm excited to start incorporating more solo episodes than I was before. And I'm also excited to get back to the interviews because connecting with other black women in wellness was really why I started the show. And so it's also really nice to get back to that. And today's guest is phenomenal. So we're coming back on a high note with an amazing interview. Our guest today is Dr. Danielle Richardson, who's an LA based optometrist, yoga teacher, and wellness entrepreneur. So she knows her stuff about the entire body. She takes a holistic approach to wellness in her own life and is passionate about sharing these tools and practices with others. She's done everything from hosted corporate yoga classes, international wellness retreats, and pop up events that introduce mindful and health conscious living to people of all backgrounds. Her science background and yogic studies blend together to create her unique approach to total wellness of the mind, body, and soul. And she focuses on creating evidence-based wellness content to empower busy people to make healthier decisions. Prior to focusing on yoga, Dr. Danielle was a division one cheerleader and taught as an instructor for seven years, which invited her love of sharing, teaching, and empowering others. She's currently a Puma Fit Collective trainer and a consultant for wellness and eye care companies. Y'all, this episode is jam-packed. I had an amazing time talking to Danielle. We talked about, honestly, everything under the sun. I mean, we talked about yoga. We talked about nutrition. We talked about ways to keep our wellness in mind as the world starts to reopen and we start getting back into social situations. We talk about eye health, y'all. People are not talking about eye health. After a year of being at home, looking at our screens, our eyes have been going through it. I mean, we get into so much. It's a jam-packed conversation really really excited to feature dr danielle on the show and i know that you're going to enjoy hearing from her as much as i enjoyed talking to her so make sure you check her out at fierce clarity she's on instagram she's on tiktok she actually has incredible content on tiktok and is one of my favorite people to follow so make sure you give her a follow there so that you can participate in one of her live yoga classes she does every week also if you're in the la area she teaches yoga every week so you can stay tuned on what's happening with all things fierce clarity Because she has some really exciting things coming up for us so that we can have our healthy girl summer. So let's get into the interview. Danielle, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Like I said before, we started recording, fangirling a little bit because I just, I really love your content. And you are someone who I look to as like, yeah, she definitely has like the balanced black girl lifestyle. So I'm so excited to have you here today.
0: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here too. I've been following you for a while as well. So it's like super cool. It feels kind of like a full circle moment to be like on the podcast as opposed to just like a listener. So thank you
1: for having me. I'm super happy to be here. Oh my goodness. Well, so excited to have you. So there's so much I want to get into today because you are super knowledgeable about so many different things. I mean, you are a yoga teacher, entrepreneur in the wellness space, you're an optometrist, like you just <laughs> are a Jane of all trades. And so I'm excited to to chat more about your knowledge in all of those areas. But first, I'd love to start off by hearing what ignited your wellness journey and how you came to share that with other people through your work
0: yeah absolutely so my wellness journey really started in optometry school so i attended iu school of optometry i'm from indianapolis and i went to iu for undergrad and um for grad school and i was miserable in grad school i hated it i was just over it i was living a very unhealthy lifestyle i was super stressed out and i was experiencing a lot of stress related illnesses And um, when nothing was working, one of my doctors recommended that I try yoga and so i did and through that experience with yoga i said this it kind of just you know yoga finds you if you're a yoga person so yoga found me and i started going to yoga classes my senior or last year of optometry school Um, and that culminated with me making the decision for uh, to take a graduation trip to bali by myself for a month once i graduated and i just wanted to do yoga focus on my health, relax, like just school was so stressful and so toxic. And I just kind of wanted to get away for a little bit. So I went to Bali for a month by myself. And um, I kind of did my own DIY wellness retreat because wellness retreats, like I felt like most of the price point was like $3,500. And it was for like middle aged like milfs. And it's like, i am got that demographic and I can't afford it. So <laughs> I did my own um, wellness retreat, but Uh, What was so interesting was that I healed all my stress related illnesses and within two weeks of being in Bali and just doing gentle yoga walking drinking water eating a plant based diet, I witnessed like true healing and what I realized was like not only was it the physical things I was doing I was also. journaling, I was reading a lot of books, I was spending so much time in solitude and in quiet in nature, just outside. And I realized that all of these things together really helped me heal and that it wasn't the diet that was causing me to be sick. It wasn't school that was causing me to be like, it was everything that was causing me to be sick. And it really kind of opened my eyes to like the concept of holistic health, and really taking a metaphysical approach to physical ailments. So what I decided from that experience was, cause everyone, you know, I was posting about it on Instagram. Like, this is just my personal Instagram at that time. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. You're so brave. And I'm like, I'm brave to be in Bali doing yoga, getting massaged every day. <laughs> <laughs> I feel brave, but I got it right. Like what people were looking at on the outside was like, you took this big leap. And I, I do feel like I am a very brave and courageous person. But I felt like the healing I experienced, we could do that at home or it did, I didn't need to go to Bali to decrease my stress and eat better and do, you know, gentle yoga. I could have done that at home. And that was really sort of the birth of Fierce Clarity. And the way I started my businesses was I wanted to offer wellness retreats to other women like myself, right? So a price point that we could afford, making it accessible, um, you know, making sure there would be like a plant-based diet, letting people try different spa services try different styles of meditation and kind of really that same experimental healing experience I had in Bali I wanted to give that to other people and that is the way Fierce Clarity started and so we were originally a wellness retreat company and I had a retreat in Costa Rica and then I had another one in Sedona and then I did like one day events um Houston and Austin, had a virtual retreat here in LA, but the business has expanded and changed so much. But my real wellness journey um, began in optometry school. It was really catalyzed when I went to Bali. And like that experience is what um, helped me know that I wanted to have a business in the wellness space. And I wanted to offer that same experience to other women because it's not as out of reach as it seemed.
1: Mm, I love that you said that that was going to be my question was after that experience in Bali, which sounds really beautiful and life changing what it looked like for you coming back home and applying those self care practices and those things you learned to your everyday life was there still kind of a bit of transition time there or were you able to just like slide in that self care.
0: Yeah, there was a huge transition time. I mean, I like, you know, when I was in Bali, I lost like 15 pounds. I really like, came back and I was all like, you know, love and light. and I'm gonna stay, everybody. <laughs> yes. And then I like went right back to New York and was partying, like, <laughs> getting the weight back, skin inflamed, all the same conditions came back. Yeah. Um, so it was definitely a journey to like incorporating those things into my lifestyle. But I had sort of had that awakening and I had that direct experience of like, What it felt like to be really really healthy in my body and really really healthy mentally and spiritually and because i had that experience i could always know that like okay i want to feel like that more often than not so that was in 2015 and i actually moved to houston texas in 2016 or late, very, very late 2015, early 2016. And at the time I was with an ex-boyfriend, I was living, he was my then boyfriend, but I didn't have any friends in Houston. I had a job I hated. I had an hour commute each way. I was working six days a week, like absolutely miserable. So it was like that same stress and that same stress-related illness of optometry school, but it was like exponentially intensified. And that is what kind of forced me to like, really, really drilled down into knowing that I had to make self-care a real part of my day. So that's when I enrolled in yoga teacher training. I had memberships at two yoga studios. That's when I started like kind of, you know, knowing that like I am at level 10 stress and unhappiness and dissatisfaction with my life. And the only way I'll be able to get out of this is to start to physically, um, modulate my stress, right? And get back to that space in Bali. So thinking about what were those things that I was doing, right? The yoga, the diet, the the healthy plant-based diet, spending time outside, right? So on my lunch breaks, I would just sit outside and journal and read books and dream about life when I wasn't living in hell. <laughs> <it felt> like <laughs> at the time. But um, you know, it definitely took time to get there. But I would say 2016, like after that, intense period of um you know actually this that's not the full truth the real the real part in my life when I realized that like I needed to take this seriously so in the spring of 2016 so like I said right I had that experience in 2015 2016 we kind of increased the stress levels again I'm working six days a week I'm commuting I was really miserable about it I used to complain to my parents all the time and then my father passed away really suddenly but what he had always said to me was like just quit like why like why you know he's kind of like stop calling me and complaining about if you don't like it, it's a job quit. Yeah. And like that perspective shift, like when I sort of realized like life is actually short and like, I expected my dad to live forever, or, you know, at least until his eighties and he didn't. So like, you know, you can't, you can't allow your job to make you sick. You know, you cannot allow your dissatisfaction with life to like impair your physical health. And you know, I was kind of getting there because I was already enrolled in yoga teacher training. I'd already had that experience in Bali. I was already like kind of working on it, but that was like a true point of demarcation in my life when I was like, yeah, you know what, F this. I'm going to focus on myself and like this, I hate this job so much that it is making me sick and I have to prioritize my health here. And so I need to focus. So I would say like, that's when I sort of, The flip switch to be being aggressively self care oriented. Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. What I appreciate about that experience that you just shared was just the, realizing the, the different things that you had control over. So even while you were still in that job, it's like, okay, what can I do? Even if it's like during a short break that can help me feel better in this moment. Or when you finally had that moment where you're like, okay, I'm gonna walk away from this because I, it's no longer good for me. Taking that power back for yourself and making yeah. that decision to kind of create the reality that you wanted to have is so powerful.
0: Yeah. I mean, and I think that's like what I really always encourage people to, you know, just start with books, right. Start where you are. And like, yeah. you can't, you can't complain your way out of a situation. Right. So instead of focusing on the, what you don't like, you really have to focus on what you like or what you want to create. And I, I mean, I still have those journals and I go back and I read them all the time. And I just look at like, you know, the exercises I was doing, the journal activities and like, you know, a miserable, like, paragraph, like today sucks. And then mm-hmm. I would do like a journal activity about, okay, well, what's a better day, right? Yeah. What would this look like in your ideal work day? And what would your ideal work schedule look like? Who would your ideal coworkers be? And like really starting to envision that. And I think like for me and for Fierce Clarity, like that's, I think what makes My wellness company, a little bit different is like work is a primary thing that we talk about, because Mm -hmm. I feel like that is, I mean, for me and for many other people, that's our primary source of stress. (laughs) So we're talking about stress management, we really need to be talking about that as it pertains to work you know that's a category we can't just leave out right we can't say works over here and my self-care is over here because you can't separate it right everything is intertwined and everything is interconnected so you know trying to find those small moments of sunshine or like creating them for yourself right even if you have kind of a bad attitude while doing it (laughs) like (laughs) just know that like with time it's a muscle right and it will get better and things will improve and i mean You know, I sit here today in a West Hollywood apartment, three blocks away from work, you know, living in a completely different reality than I was at that time. But if I look at what I was writing, I wanted my reality to look like it's much more similar to what is happening now. So. Even just like dreaming about it or writing it down, I feel like catalyzes, you know, the universe into starting to bring some of that into action into what you said, right? It empowers you. So it allows you to take the power back to be a conscious co-creator of your life.
1: Oh, yes. And, oh, I I have so many wheels turning right now because what you just shared reminds me a lot of a a moment that I had with my gratitude practice recently where I was driving home from a yoga class and I was like, wow, my life right now is exactly what I used to wish it was. And it can be, it's so easy to get caught up in even where we are now, like what's stressing us out and what we don't have and what we want. But then, when I remember, there was a time where I wanted exactly where I am right now when we have those moments, even going back and looking at the old journals and seeing back in the day when you wrote about having that life that you now have, it's such a beautiful full circle moment.
0: It really is. That just gave me chills when you were saying that because it's so true. Like just having that perspective, right? to just step back a little bit and say, wow like i am grateful for where i am today and for this moment in time because this was a moment that i vision envisioned or dreamed about or wanted to manifest into my reality and it is here and instead of like you said focusing on the stress taking that conscious pause to say like i like you know you just feel such deep gratitude when you just kind of pause and, and look around and survey the scene and just say wow i'm i'm i've done it and that's that's definitely something to be celebrated
1: yeah it is it's just is such a good just such a good reminder for us to not always uh, be focused on the next thing, which is a reminder that I give myself because <laughs> yeah, I absolutely. do that. <laughs> absolutely. So I would love to talk a bit more about Fierce Clarity because I also love what you shared about including work in the wellness conversation because I think in a lot of spaces, those things are separated quite a bit, but work really does touch our lives in so many ways, from how we spend our time to our source of stress to even, you know, a lot of people are no longer working in offices the way we used to, but when we did, your coworkers are who you see more than your family, right? Mm -hmm. So I would love to talk a bit more about the pillars of Fierce Clarity and how they all relate to physical and mental well-being.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um, I always say like our sort of elevator pitch, right? Fierce Clarity is a holistic wellness company and we empower modern professionals to live happier and healthier lives. And we do this really through feeling focused yoga classes, through wellness retreats and events and through an emphasis on preventative care. Um, our core values are wellness, balance, clarity, and that's really what we build community around. And that's kind of like our, our key drivers of everything we do. So wellness, obviously that is really more related to like physical wellness, right? Your diet, are you eating healthy nutrient? Like Whole Foods, um, you know, what are you putting in? What are you consuming? Like really thinking about wellness in the sense of like feeling good and having optimal well-being. What is required for that? So uh, that's one thing that we always are educating about or explaining. I you know always share like products I'm using or recommendations for things that have been you know really helpful for me. But wellness is more about just really achieving optimal well-being. What a, however that is defined for you as an individual balance is, um, in my opinion, the most important, right? So there's like, you know, this school of thought, like balance is BS and you can't achieve balance in life and work-life balance doesn't exist. Like I really push back against that because on a scientific level, right? your body is constantly seeking homeostasis, which is a return to an equilibrium. So when your heart rate goes up, your body is trying to bring your heart rate down. When you run and you're out of breath, your body is trying to slow your breathing back, right? So as you are exposed to different environmental factors and different variables, your body is constantly adjusting to bring you back to homeostasis or that state of equilibrium. So that's a micro level, right? If that's what your body is doing on a micro level, why do you think that doesn't apply on a macro level to your life, right? Balance is not BS, but what balance is not, it's not a static destination, right? Balance is a state of being. And so um, for the balance element of it, I really... Encourage people to understand balance is a constant dance, right? It's an art, it's a constant shuffling and being present to what you need in that moment. Because what you need on Monday to feel balanced is not what you need on Tuesday, and it's not what you need on Sunday. And so, um, balance is really about like really empowering people and giving them tools to feel balanced, right? Whether that's meditation, whether it's yoga, whether it is, um, you know, just talking about self-care and how to incorporate more self-care to balance your stress and your work. So that's kind of what balance it, what falls under that balance umbre- umbrella. And then the clarity umbrella is really, um, about what do you want right I feel like so much of our lives are lived through the lens of what society wants what our parents want our family our partners and really not a lot of people kind of stop and ask those deep questions however those deep questions are you know like one of the limbs of yoga is self-study and like I'm obsessed with self-study like I just am constantly trying to like understand myself and just really get to know myself but um i realized like asking myself all of these questions really has given me Clarity of vision in a direction to head, and it also helps you to know that um, you aren't alone, right? And there's something bigger going on. So that clarity piece is really about number one, developing self awareness. Um, number two, kind of becoming more self actualized, and number three, adding an element of like spirituality to things, right? And you have to ask for clarity, right? Like you have to be receptive. This is not something that is just like an active, forceful thing, like. This is something that is bigger than you, right? So there's a metaphysical element to finding clarity. So we have physical, right? We have this balance of our work-life balance, our you know family, like all of those different things. And then we have our true deepest self, right? What do I want and where am I headed? So um, that's why I say we're a holistic wellness company because we really, 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 think about health and wellness from a mind, body, spiritual, emotional and financial place. So those categories of wellness balance clarity you know they are always going to be our north star because that is what I really believe in and I never want people to feel like it's just one thing because I feel like wellness is actually all of the things and if you are feeling well right if you are taking care of your physical body if you're taking care of your temple if you have have the right tools to balance your day-to-day work and you know where you're headed, that life looks very different than that life when you're miserable and hating where you are.
1: Yes, absolutely. I those those core values are just so beautiful at really encompassing the different elements that contribute to our well-being. And I mean, I certainly agree with um, your support of the term balance.
0: I don't know why that is such a thing now. It's like, I feel like every like girl boss Ted talk is like balance is a myth, like stop trying to balance it all. It's not possible. And it's like I mean, but it is because you're doing like you yeah. are balancing it, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, totally. whether you feel like that's positive or negative, like you are actively balancing it all right this second as you're on stage saying this. Agreed. I think people love to hate the word balance because I think what what people are mistaking
1: for balance is equilibrium. Thinking that you have to give equal parts to everything is, right. is what I think people what rubs people the wrong way. And I get it. I don't love that either. Cause it's not sustainable I for think anybody.
0: Think it's like a destination that like yeah. your life is gonna like when your life is balanced, it is like this. Yeah. And I think what, because your life is never like this, yep. you like people just make the leap that it can never be balanced.
1: Exactly. Exactly. But I definitely agree with you that it's just, it's a constant flow and it's constant readjustment and what I was also thinking while you were describing that was how much that all relates to your personal wellness journey when you were talking about how you were overcoming those stress-related illnesses that it wasn't just any of those one areas it was all of them working together in a very similar way that you just described those core values and so I thought that that was a really beautiful mirroring like you really created what it was you needed.
0: Totally. I mean, where it comes from is when I was in Bali, I mean, like my intention, like what I was praying for, what I was meditating on, like what I was seeking was abundance, balance, and clarity. And that was just like the three words that were like, you know, over and over and over and repeating them in my head. And then like, as I, you know, moved into more of entrepreneurship and starting my business and and you have to do branding and think about like, what is this business? What is it? This company, what do we stand for? Why am I doing this? It just felt really natural to carry those words with me into this, because those are the words that began, you know, I, you like, that is what I sought. And that is what I received, you know, and mm. I think that carrying that forward is just really, um, you know, it is from personal experience, but I also just feel like those are, that's what we need, right? Like just a space where you can kind of think about things a little bit differently. And I think the clarity piece in particular, right? really like giving space for that, you know, making that a part of the business and making that a part of like what we stand for, like that real deep, like, what do I want? You know, what do you want? What does your dream life look like? Like take the limits off of yourself and really understand that you are powerful beyond measure and you can create anything in this world. What would you like to create? And I think that is, been so, so big in my life, like just that, that self-study and conscious co-creating of reality that it is, it has to be a part of the company. And I think it's, I mean, even the ask, believe, receive, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's so crazy to sort of be, you know, six years in business now and, and like bring my head up from water and look at what I've created. And it really is a company with intention that has values that are really deeply aligned with me, but also um, that I would love to see more of in the world.
1: Yes, absolutely. And that's such the beauty of when you do decide to create something, creating mm-hmm. something that that you don't see and that you wanna see, because that's when you have that passion to really make it come to life in a way that's truly meaningful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So I would also love to talk about um, having, you know, a healthy girl, healthy girl summer. So we're getting to summer right now. You have a really amazing content series on IG and on TikTok, which if y'all are not following Danielle on IG and TikTok, you must. I will have those linked in the show notes, Um, talking about different ways that we can have our healthy girl summer. And this is, you know, a summer where a lot of us are reemerging, <laughs> going back outside. What are some of your top tips for having a healthy girl summer? Like, what should we be
0: yes, doing? I mean, it is definitely giving extreme hot girl summer, right? Like everybody <laughs> is really ready. Yes, <laughs> And I mean, I just feel like, again, it's about balance and it's not about being the extreme right and saying well I'm gonna do this or I'm not gonna drink ever I'm not like it's just not about that and so really that sort of like concept that it's so you know I just got on TikTok because my interns were like you need to be on TikTok but I actually really like the platform And that that healthy hot girl summer video was like our first my first video that got like over 10k views and I was like whoa this is kind of weird like this is what's resonating, but that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Um. So like my top tips to have a healthy hot girl summer, number one is limit processed food and alcohol on weekdays, right? You know, you're going to go out and get margaritas and Palomas and drink and have a good old time with your friends. So when you are not with your friends, do not drink wine every single night, you know, do not like really limit alcohol to when you're being social, because that's going to help just from a talk, you know, it's a, toxin oh well but it
1: is moderation
0: alcohol and limit processed foods on weeknights right or yes weekdays i should say so we know the weekends are gone so don't even worry (laughs) about the weekends like don't even do that to yourself but we're talking specifically about the weekdays right now so Limiting processed foods. Again, you're not really going out. So you have control over what you eat. So eating more salads, eating lean proteins and veggies, like eating those healthy meals during the week is going to help you balance whatever you want to do on the weekend, right? Sort of that 80-20 concept. So um, number one is limit processed foods and alcohol on weeknights. Number two is movement for 30 minutes, four times a week. And the reason I say movement is because you just physically need to move your body. That can be walking. That can be dancing. That can be a workout class. It can be a hike. Like it does not matter, but you have to be active and you have to move your body to be active. We store so much energy in our bodies that we, you we literally understand the concept of walking a dog every day, right? But yes. we don't understand the concept of we need movement in the same way that. It does. <laughs> so that's a you really do good point. You need it. <laughs> so that's why um, I, I like thirty minutes is really all you need, just from a scientific perspective, like therapeutic. Obviously, if you're trying to like lose weight or you have other health goals, you can work out longer. But I say thirty minutes of movement four times a week. Um, Number three is supplements, right? So to get into supplements, what supplements do you need? That's going to be specific to your body. However, you know, if you are, um, you know, if you do have low iron and you are kind of like drinking a lot and you notice you're, you're feeling like more anemic, you need to be supplementing your iron, right? You need, for me, I have really elevated cortisol levels. So I supplement ashwagandha. I have, I found This company, they served me up a paid ad, and I took the bait. They got
1: you. (laughs) It's really cool.
0: It's an at-home health testing company, Vessel Health, and it really it showed me what my levels were low. And I started supplementing magnesium because that's what it said. And Mm -hmm. not only did I notice an improvement in my energy, but like my period symptoms were mitigated, and like just just understanding what supplements I needed and supplementing those that really has helped. So, um, we have the food, limit food and alcohol workout supplements. So start exploring supplements, even if that's just a multivitamin, you know what I mean? Or like eight greens or like, you know, one of those tablets that give you all of your vitamins and minerals, but like supplementing your diet, because you know, none of us are getting all the nutrition we need. And then lastly is to, Uh, focus on your sleep, those weeknights, right? So sleep is restorative and regenerative to the body. And if we're damaging our bodies every weekend, we need to be healing our bodies every weeknight. (laughs) So what I mean by that is like actually, you know, creating a bedtime routine for yourself, or you know, whatever that looks like for you. So what it looks like for me is I do a magnesium latte, I do the moon juice magnesium, and I like Do a oat milk latte and I have that before bed. Um, but some nights I'm up late. I have a lot going on, my mind is wired, and I'm up really, really late. And so if I find myself up at 1 a.m., then I'll take like a sleep supplement so that way I can get myself to sleep and, and make sure I rest. So focusing on your whole self, right? So what you eat and what you put into your body by limiting like control what you can control. So on the weeknights. Be conscious, right? Like if you're going to go out to drinks with friends or whatever, that's fine. Like it's not the end of the world, but really make sure you're eating vegetables, you're eating salads, you're eating healthy, nutrient dense, whole foods, right? Try and incorporate more plant-based meals into your diet. Like think about what you can do during the week to support your weekend activities. Um, Move your body because it's important to be active. You don't want to have all of that energy stuck in yourself physically, that's not healthy <laughs> number mm. three is supplementation so really under getting to understand y- yourself and your body and self-care via supplements whatever that looks like for you whether that's putting it in smoothies taking a mol- taking vitamins in the morning having health tonics whatever that looks like just supplementing with vitamins and minerals and deficiencies you have and then lastly focus on sleep so making sure you're getting good quality sleep if you find yourself one of those people who suffer from insomnia you need to find a sleep supplement that's going to help you you know non-habit forming obviously But um, there's a lot of healthy wellness-focused sleep supplement companies. So focusing on sleep is important. And if you do those things the 80% of the time, when you go to the club, when you go to drinks, when you have (laughs) cocktails, when you're on a hot girl vacation, you can live your best life because you feel good in your body. You're not having as many health issues because you have actually created a habit of taking care of yourself. And that is how you have a healthy high girl summer.
1: Mm -hmm. What I appreciate about that is so much wellness advice is almost, for lack of a better word, like antisocial. Like it's very much just all about you being alone in your home, doing X, Y, Z perfectly. And what I really appreciate about your advice, exactly like you just said, like we have been pent up in the house for a year. We want to see one another. We want to have drinks. We want to have fun. And here's what we can do to have that fun while still giving our bodies the support they need.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I uh, like, I try and be as Practical as possible because I know wellness is so off putting for many people because yeah. of that, right? Yeah. Like, wellness advice is so rigid. Never drink alcohol, work out every day <laughs> for 90. Like, it's so rigid. And it's just like, look, I'm probably the healthiest person I know for real out of like the people I know in real life. Like I'm the healthiest person I know. And I don't even do those things. So Mm -hmm. I feel like it is my responsibility to give people options and to, to help them be flexible. And, you know, one of the things you said um, right before we kind of started recording was that like in terms of just like wellness people or people in our communities, we do not have all the answers. We are just like a couple steps ahead. And so it's like, I remember when I was a couple steps behind and I just was like, Ooh, I don't know if I can do this or I don't know if I can do that. I can't necessarily commit to being a vegan. I can't commit to this. Like, am I unhealthy?" And I, I just remember how much stuff it brought up. Yeah. So with my wellness advice, I really try and be realistic, you know, and let people feel like wellness is accessible and wellness can meet you where you are and you can start today and you can make small changes and understand that it will snowball and those small changes can have a bigger effect. So it's like, you know, maybe this, like, it, it makes people feel like, okay, I don't have to, you know, change what I'm doing. I can just add, oh, 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 one thing I will add, okay, about the cocktails, girl, <laughs> you got to think about that sugar content because yes. that is a problem. So, yes. you need to be conscious of not doing those sugary like super mixed cocktails. You need to find your spirit of choice and like find the, you know, l- the drink with the least amount of sugar. So, for me right now, I'm doing a lot of mezcal palomas, like mezcal and grapefruit juice. I do a lot of margaritas in the summer because, you know, you can get those just those are easy Um, you there's a there's a lot of different drinks but um one thing i will say like while i do support drinks and cocktails and all that low sugar is key and whenever you're thinking about a drink just always think about how much sugar does this have is this has a mixer in it tons of sugar if it's frozen forget about it just if you're not on vacation girl leave the frozen drink alone. (laughs) (laughs) but like thinking about lowering that sugar what that's going to do is just help your body right alcohol dehydrates you so does sugar so if you can at least you know decrease one of those things you can Feel a little bit better the next day your body can feel a little bit better so um, in term in, in the sense of giving practical wellness advice, you can drink but be conscious of what drinks you're ordering and how many right so don't go overboard but Find that healthy balance of like what's a drink that tastes good to you that you can sip and be social, but that's not going to have a ton of sugar and cause a bunch of other issues down the line.
1: 100%. I'm thinking back to my earlier 20s and just times where some of those habits were not necessarily like physically destructive, but also mentally and and emotionally why I was doing it, or if I would go out to drink, how many drinks I would have was very much tied to how I was mentally feeling. Mm. And also just being really cognizant of that as well, I think is so important and something that I I really wish I would have had more insight into when I was younger.
0: Yeah, I feel like especially as you go down your health journey, like yeah. alcohol becomes less and less relevant. I mean, yeah. like now I go out, I might have two drinks. Like, I mean, that's kind of max, but I really don't need to drink, you know. Mm-hmm. But in my 20s, I was literally that girl, like queen of the party, <laughs> the queen of crunk. Like, I I'm <laughs> very turned banned. up. I will have you will have a good time if you're with me. But <laughs> now You can still have a good time, but I'm, I don't feel like I need to drink to have a good time. And I think that is also part of maturing and, and becoming more health focused and more health conscious while I do drink. It's much more in moderation because physically I don't like how I feel when I drink a lot.
1: Yeah. I can so relate to that. So relate to that. Thank you for those. I feel like those are just really great approachable tips as mm-hmm. we start to like re-enter the world mm-hmm. <laughs> that we can, we can all do. So thank you so much for that.
0: Of course.
1: So I would also love to talk a little bit about eye health, which is so important, something that we've never talked about here on the podcast. And honestly, something that I don't hear people talk about very much in the wellness space, at least I think as much as we could. Um, because it just gets overlooked in a lot of the content and conversations we have around wellness, but eye health is actually very important for your overall health. So I would just love to hear from you, you know, what are some daily habits we can implement to keep our eyes healthy and to stay on top of our eye health?
0: Yeah. So, um, You know, what I always tell patients. So first and foremost, when you think about eye health, you know, there's a lot of different eye vitamins and that sort of thing. But um, the main things, the main vitamins your body needs are like antioxidants, vitamins, vitamins, A, C, E, D. You can get that through diet, right? So a healthy diet supports your eyes as well as your body. So when you think about just like, how do I keep my eyes healthy? I always encourage patients, right? So like holistic health is very much a part of how I practice optom. It's just my life. So it's like when a patient asks me how they can keep their eyes healthy, like first and foremost, I talk about nutrition, right? And that comes from diet is the best vehicle to get those nutrients. You can supplement, but having a diet rich in, you know, dark leafy greens and colorful foods, right? Carrots are good for the eyes, blueberries, kiwis, orange, all of this stuff that's good for the body is also good for the eyes. So when trying to taking that first high level approach of eye health, I always say the same vitamins and minerals your eye need, your body needs. So really thinking about um, having that healthy diet that's rich in a lot of vegetables, lots of salads, lots of fruits that sort of thing. Additionally, um, omega threes so fatty uh, um, fatty acids like uh, from salmon or you can even supplement omega threes if you have dry eye dryness. um, Sometimes that can be the cause of it, so you know again that kind of goes back to the healthy diet piece. Um, One of the things that actually a lot brings a lot of patients in right now is related to increased screen time right everybody spends all day on zoom and this has created a whole new set of issues for people so. What can you do to keep your eyes healthy, like living in this extreme digital age that we're living in? Well, number one, um, it's to take visual breaks. So when you look up close, there are muscles in your eyes that actually contract to help you focus. The same way if you were to hold a weight in your arm all day, when you put that weight down at the end of the day, your muscle will remain in that contracted state. So when you stare at a screen all day, at the end of the day, your muscles are remaining in that contracted state. What relaxes those muscles is looking in the distance for 20 seconds. Now, the American Academy of Ophthalmology recommends every 20 minutes, look 20 feet away for 20 seconds. And I just feel like that's the dumbest advice. And like some <laughs> 80-year-old grandfather made that up. Because it's like, have you lived in going real to world? Ever yeah. gonna like, who's going to look up every 20 minutes? Like, yeah. that's not practical. Again, yeah. that's not practical advice. <laughs> Maybe buzzy or catchy or some marketing thing, but it's dumb. But I really just emphasize 20 feet away for 20 seconds can, looking 20 feet away for 20 seconds can relax your eye muscles. So I tell patients, right, when you're at the end of the day and your eyes are feeling tired and your eyes are feeling strained, like that's your body giving you a signal that it's kind of time to take a break, right? So instead of just powering through it, why don't you go for a walk and look in the distance for more than 20 seconds, right? 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Why don't you do a meditation? Like give your eyes a break. When your eyes are bothering you at the end of the day, it's communication, right? Listen to your body. We listen to our body in all these other ways, like your eyes listen to them too. Problem is, is mostly, most people take a break from computer to phone, which is not helping, <laughs> not helping the issue. So in addition to eating a healthy diet and you know thinking about nutrition from that lens, also taking visual breaks. And then lastly, making sure you're getting your eyes examined and that you have the right prescription. So Historically, a lot of patients who didn't necessarily need glasses, um, they just had like very small, far farsighted prescriptions. With all of the increased near work, they actually do need glasses now for like computer-specific tasks. So even if you feel like your vision's fine, even if you feel like you're 20-20, getting that eye exam is important, not only for, you know, computer and digital eye strain related issues, but because we can detect systemic disease, right? You can see signs of high blood pressure, high um, of diabetes. You can, you know, we've had patients with brain tumor, like there's so many different things. The eye is really the window to the soul. So making sure you get that comprehensive eye exam is important. Um, if you're in LA, you can come see me at Zach. It's right next to John and Vinny's on Fairfax. I'd be more than happy to like, give you this whole spiel in the office of walking <laughs> through your prescription. But yeah, it's it's important to get your eyes examined and not just feel like it's normal. So many patients I talk to and I always say, well, how do your, you know, tell me a little bit about what you do for work, right? How do you use your eyes all day? How many devices are you looking at? And how do your eyes feel at the end of the day? Oh all kind of tired. You know, actually I kind of get headaches. You know, my eyes bother me at the end of the day. These are all you know, you could, you could be feeling a little bit more comfortable. And I just always encourage people when you think about your eye health, like you shouldn't suffer in silence because that is literally what the profession of optometry exists for. So in this digital age that we're living in, in the advent of all this zoom, what you can do to keep your eyes healthy is make sure you're eating again, a healthy, clean diet as much as possible. So thinking about those dark leafy greens, omega threes, colorful vegetables and fruit, like the same vitamins that are necessary for your eye health are necessary for your systemic health or your whole body health.
1: Such good advice there. There's just so many things that I'm like, yes, let's these reminders. I think especially with COVID, a lot of people were probably not able to or didn't feel comfortable keeping up oh, with their annual exams. Absolutely. But it's time. Like if you skipped it last year, definitely get your definitely eyes checked. Come in,
0: and I mean, I also talk to patients a lot about like blue light, right, and digital mm-hmm. device strain. And so I mean, blue light. The wavelength of light that backlights LED screens is what we talk about when we talk about blue light, right? And that light is, there's not any studies to show that it's going to damage your eyes, right? So it's like, you're not going to die without blue light glasses, (laughs) however- Um, that wavelength of light focuses in front of the retina. So your eye has to work a little bit harder to focus when you're looking at screens. And additionally, that wavelength of blue light can mimic sunlight. So it can cause disruption in your circadian rhythms because it can decrease your melatonin production, particularly if you're on a device like very, very late into the night. So I always tell patients, right, from a health perspective, you don't need blue light glasses in the sense that like you're going to damage your eyes without them. But from a lifestyle and a comfort perspective, if you stare at a screen all day, it is much more comfortable to have something there that is, um, eliminating some of that blue light. So number one, your eyes aren't having to strain and number two, you aren't causing such a drastic disruption to your circadian rhythm.
1: That is really good to know. That's really good to know because it, I think a lot of conversations around blue light, I think they're very good at like selling the blue light glasses, but then it makes me wonder like, okay, am I going to go blind if I don't have them? Like, what's the deal here? So it's- Yeah. And I always tell
0: people too, this is just a tip. So the opposite of blue on the color spectrum is yellow, right? Mm -hmm. So those yellow lenses eliminate a hundred percent of blue light. So Mm -hmm. if you think about it on a spectrum, a clear lens is doing zero- A yellow lens is doing 100% blue light. Your blue light glasses should fall somewhere on that spectrum. Now, there's a lot of variability, right, in how much blue light is blocked. So you can have a product that is essentially blocking 10% of blue light, and they're purporting themselves to be just as effective as something that's blocking 85% of blue light. So there is variability there. So I always say if you're not um, getting your glasses from like an optometry office or like an optical retailer that has, access to like verified quality blue light products as long as the lens has a little bit of a yellow tint you know that it's doing something right I always say while yes like technically there can be some lenses that appear clear that are blocking you know blue light it's not the same. And it, it might not be quite as much it's, I just think like if you're kind of doing it on your own or buying like those Amazon blue light glasses, like people do, you really want it to have a little bit of a yellow tint. And it's very subtle. Like it's not that the lens is yellow, but when you hold it up to a white sheet of paper, there should be a warming effect. Mm-hmm. If there's not a warming effect, I don't know if you have really blue light glasses.
1: Yeah, that's good to know. That's a really good tip. I had one more kind of eye-related question that also translates to kind of the the next topic that I want to get to before we wrap up, and that's around stress and stress management. So I would love to talk a little bit about stress and stress management from your perspective, but I'm curious, is there a correlation between stress and eye health? I mean, we know that stress just can really do a number on our bodies overall. In many ways, there's a lot of, you know, diseases and ailments that are correlated to stress. Can stress also compromise our eye health? Do we know that?
0: Yeah. So stress can affect the eyes and stress is very variable between individuals as mm-hmm. you, as we all know, right. Mm-hmm. How stress manifests in your life is not the same way stress manifests in someone else's life. So, um, the way stress can man- manifest from an ocular perspective is very different for, for individuals. But one of the things that stress and anxiety can kind of cause is, um, blurry vision, uh, like just transient blurry vision. So blurry vision that's coming and going, um, feeling like you're vision's like blacking out or that you're like, you know, people have, you know, come into the office and experience like they feel like their vision is like going black or like they're having like blacking out kind of moments with their vision. And then we refer them to an ophthalmologist to have like a full workup so we can diagnose anything that's there. And there's nothing clinically present. And it's just more related to their anxiety or their stress level than it is actually their vision. So that's another way it can manifest. Typically when we're stressed, we are Anytime we do sustain near work, Reading a book, being on our phone, being on a computer, your blink rate is decreased, so your eyes are more dry. Typically, when you're stressed, you are doing one or more of those sustained near activities for a longer amount of time than usual. Um, and so you a lot of people have worse dry eye when they are in stressful times in their lives. So um, it can it can really show up a number of different ways. It can show up as like headaches, it can show up as like, you know, eye pain or eye strain that's related to your headaches. Um, But it's going to be super variable between individuals. There's not like one hard and fast rule of how stress affects the eyes. But if you, I always talk to patients, right? When they come in with a complaint or something has changed, I always, let's talk, what has changed with work, right? Did mm-hmm. you get a promotion? Do you have a new digital device? Like, are you working on a new side project? Like what's going on in your life? Like stress can also cause people to have eye infections, right? If you have certain autoimmune issues, you can have stress-related eye infections mm-hmm. that can flare up. Um, so it's talking, what, what's the trigger here? What happened? What changed? And how can we, we can treat this, we can treat this eye infection. We can treat the eye issue, right. With Western medicine, with a medication, with an eye drop, with the prescription. However, we treat the trigger with a lifestyle change and a lifestyle modification. And we focus on stress reduction techniques that are going to be super personalized for you because your stress is very, very personalized.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I also love the way you just put that of, um, Using the combination of kind of Western and mm-hmm. again more of that kind of metaphysical mindfulness perspective, mm-hmm. and how they can work together because they don't have totally. to be. I mean, at there's odds. a place.
0: Yeah, there's a play. I, I mean, I feel like Western medicine is really for acute things, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you break your arm, you're not going to manifest that away. You need to go. No. The middle, you <laughs> yeah. Know? If you have diabetes and your blood sugar is through the roof, you need to get your blood sugar down now, right? Yes. You can do all the lifestyle things to like maintain it, but like you're you're actually your body is in a, a physical state of distress and that needs to be managed. So, um, you know, I'm not a person who's like very, and I'm not a person who's like anti-medication or like, I only use natural medications or natural remedies. That's not really what holistic means to me. I think that's kind of a little bit more like naturopathic, mm-hmm. but what holistic means to me is really just taking that 360 degree view of not just talking about the symptoms, but let's talk about the cause, right? Let's kind of dig into what happened there. And then yeah. from that place, let's create a plan to mitigate this happening in the future.
1: Yeah, so good. I love that. I love that kind of definition of of holistic because it just feels a lot more approachable and all encompassing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So one last thing that I would love to talk about kind of on the topic of stress, I mean, talking to you, we've, we've got to learn from you about so many different areas, right? You have a lot going on. You're an optometrist, yoga teacher, entrepreneur with a growing business. Like that's a lot on your plate. And so I'm curious, you know, what does stress management look like for you in this season that is kind of a, a busy season for you and, and how has that changed for you over time?
0: yeah so i will um to just to catch everyone up to speed i was talking um before but we so right now as les said i'm a yoga teacher i'm a wellness entrepreneur i'm an optometrist and i'm an optometry consultant and also i have a social life (laughs) so Mm -hmm. i have these five competing things and um what we're, um, I'm in the midst of a huge project right now because we are manufacturing activewear for, um, we're manufacturing crop top biker short sets and cotton t shirt cotton short sets. So, like really cozy, comfortable clothes, right? If you can't see it, do you have to create it? So it's fun and it's such an amazing project, but it's super time consuming, right? I'm a doctor; I'm not a fashion designer. So (laughs) to be designing clothes and manufacturing them and figuring out fabrics and colors and dyeing and that is a whole new thing on top of work, right? And patient care. And now that I've been in LA for a while, I have you know really good reviews online. So patients want to come see me. So I used to have free time at work. Now I don't. We're busy at work all the time and. I, you know, teach online yoga, I have corporate clients, I do all of this stuff. And so for me, Um, First and foremost, I really follow the concept of like nature and there are seasons and everything is cyclical. You know, women, we have a cycle, like I am in a busy season, but as I was telling you before we got on the call, like this is unsustainable, right? Like I can't be in this type of mode forever because that's going to really stress my nervous system out. It makes me, you know, irritable when I'm stressed. I, I skew more anxious than like depressed or anything like that. So I get very anxious. I get very irritable. Um, I skip meals. I'm just too busy and and all in my head. So really, I can notice when I'm in a when I'm in a stressful season, I know that I need to really, really be super intentional about um, self-care and stress management. So what it looks like for me in this season is number one being um really specific about what i do on which days right so there are days i'm going to run personal errands because that takes a lot of time and that does a lot of stuff there are days i'm going to have zoom meetings right so i'm going to schedule i'm because people ask when are you available i'm available this day and i'm going to do my best to schedule all my meetings on this day these days i have patience so i know that i can't do as much fierce clarity stuff and so first and foremost creating a schedule that doesn't have me doing all these different jobs every single day is important now obviously you cannot remove you know you, you can't be super singular there are still there's still some crossover but i'm super intentional about what i do right also uh physical self-care and i've kind of fallen off just because i gotten so busy but going to the chiropractor, getting cupping done, getting massages done, like really understanding that concept of storing energy in the body. When you're experiencing a time of stress, you are storing that in the body. So while I haven't been doing as much body work, I have been working out, I would say like five days a week because you gotta get that stress out of your body. So. Um, I know that in times when it's a really stressful time I got to be super disciplined with movement because that is how you kind of keep your energy circulating so I kind of have boundaries around my time I um, work out so I work out and I also eat healthy and I have allowed myself to just be a takeout girl okay <laughs> yeah i bad about it stop yes. trying to make no babes you're a takeout <laughs> girl it's okay yeah. so i eat sweet green a lot i'm starting to do sakara i'm starting to do, do ever like I eat, I have to eat a healthy meal. And instead of like waiting until I get home and then like binging chips and salsa, I have like pre-packaged healthy meals that I can pull. Or if I want something fresh, then I order sweet green, which is a salad, Um, you know, salad, uh, fast casual salad restaurant. So I focus on nutrition, but I don't make my, it, I don't have to be the one to do it. And I let go of that guilt because you know, this is an aside, but I have a spending tracking app. And I realized during the pandemic, right, I'm spending X amount of dollars on groceries, but mm-hmm. I'm also spending X amount of dollars on restaurant mm-hmm. takeout. Yeah. So why am I spending this money on groceries? Mm-hmm. Like, come again, like, this yep. seems stupid. So I'll buy like breakfast stuff, like, I'll make breakfast and that sort of thing. But I really focus on, um, having meals that are nutrient dense and going to be fuel. So food is fuel, you know, and if you are in a stressful time, you need the energy to do it, to, to be up to snuff. So um, I have allowed myself to release the guilt of being a takeout girl. And like when I'm in a busy season, like that's what it takes to stay accountable to my health and to my body. Then that's what it takes. So what my stress management looks like right now is is number one a extreme focus on the physical aspect right because we think of stress as like this, you know, ethereal idea that's like stress is over there. Like, no, babe, stress is literally in your body. Like yes. you're stressed out, so your heart is racing. So you have like stressed out your heart today. Yeah. You are stressed out and you're grinding your jaw, you know, yes. like you're grinding your teeth. You're creating physical, like you're clenching your hands, your back is tense. Like this stress is in your body. So, what are you gonna do about that? And that is really the framework from which I operate when I'm in a stressful situation, like, yo, I'm going to be busy as hell the next six weeks, diet, got to lock that in, right? It has to be fuel, right? I need to be eating vegetables. I need to make sure my plate is colorful, right? Like, yes, I'm going to have chips and like whatever and and get off, but really being intentional about those meals, being healthy, being super intentional about moving, right? The mind body connection is real and it is, you know, they're not two separate things. And like, when you have a lot of stuff going on mentally, again, it's going to manifest physically and vice versa. So by being active, by moving the body and moving that energy, I'm able to feel like, each day I'm getting new stress, but each day I'm also letting it go. So if you are looking for a workout, I got to tell y'all, you've got to really return to the basics. Sean T has gotten (laughs) me right this pandemic. I have been doing T25 (laughs) workouts in my living room. And I'm telling you 25 minutes a day in the morning is number one, helping me with my mental health and my stress. But like I am in such good shape. And I would have never, I mean, I had been a fitness class girl. Mm -hmm. So I would have never remembered that you could actually work out in your living room. You know, I like totally forgot that until the pandemic. So, yes, same. um, it's been really, really powerful in terms of like managing stress, right? Mm -hmm. Doing those HIIT workouts. I'm normally a yoga girl. I I don't like my heart rate to be up. I like to (laughs) relax, but it's like, girl, not right now. You need to be doing something a little bit higher intensity to make sure you're like burning through that stress. So how it looks like for me is an aggressive, um, an aggressive focus on physical, my physical self-care, also really being intentional about spiritual self-care. And I mean, I pray a lot more now than I used to, I would say, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely, um, really like, how do you manage anxiety, right? Like you give it to God, (laughs) you -hmm. let it go. Like, so really being intentional about that spiritual health too, because, right? That concept of manifestation or co-creating that is, that's a, that's a metaphysical thing, right? That's a spiritual thing. And so you got to be in tune with that or else you're going to feel really stressed and you're going to feel like I got to make this happen on my own. And I I don't know how I'm going to do it, but when you can kind of step back a little bit and say like, I'm going to make time to like find peace. Right. And so I think for me, it's also that physical health, but that like spiritual health too, is, is really important. And then also, um, the motivation and inspiration, like I've always been a person who loves quotes, I've always been a person who, um, you know, puts like positive notes on my mirror, like the Fierce Clarity account, ever since the beginning, I've always posted like inspirational or motivational quotes, and I think the reason I seek that out and the reason I post it and promote it is because that's what I need. That's always been like, I still have my, you know, a Word document from high school with all my favorite quotes. I used to be my like AIM, like my AIM <laughs> <AMO laughs> messages. But, uh, you know, as that list has grown and evolved, I think it's super important to keep yourself inspired and keep yourself motivated. And you have to understand that like, you got to push through. And like, it's it's just a moment in time. And I mean, I have so many sayings that I'm like, just constantly repeating like mantras and affirmations and consuming like motivational content. And like, you can do it, keep going, keep going. And and so we have the physical focus, we have the spiritual focus, but then we also have that mental focus too, right? Like keeping your mind, Um, you know, you let your mind go, like it, it can get stressed out, right? How am I going to do this? How am I, where am I, where's the money going to yeah. come from? What's yeah. this like, it can get really stressed out, but it's like, oh, I trust and believe that I am in alignment. What is, what I am on the right path. Like what is for me is for me. All things are working together for my good. Like this is going to work out. And really just kind of, again, right? Taking that holistic approach and understanding that like Without one of those pieces, I will feel really imbalanced and feel like I can't do it. With all of these pieces, I know that it's a six six to eight-week sprint. You got this. You've done it before. You are capable. So. Um, really, you know, I, I'm a person, I always tell people, I'm going to keep it 100 with you, right? I'm going to give you advice that's real, but I'm also going to like tell you that what I'm saying, I live, right? I'm not a person who's just talking, you know, just blowing smoke just to do it, right? <laughs> I really live this. And so this is what I'm doing right now because I've never been this busy, right? I've never been as busy as I am right this moment. However this is what I asked for, right? This is what I wanted, right? I didn't want to work a job where I had to go to the same place every day. I wanted multiple sources of income. I wanted to build my own, like, this is what I asked for. So it's like, just really- You know, instead of complaining, instead of running from it, be embodied in it and be the person who, like, if I ask for all this, who do I need to become to deal with it, right? I need to work out. I need to keep my mind right. I need to keep my spirit right. I need to become this person to support this life that I want to create. So, that long-winded answer. Oh, so <laughs> is good. How I am managing the stress of being in the midst of a launch. So right now we're gonna be launching our activewear um late July, which I'm so excited about just because again, it's so kismet and divine. Like, who would have I never would have thought that like healthy hot girl summer would be the thing that would like catch on and like <laughs> I have this super fly like activewear coming out yes. to like you know, like give the girl, like you can look cute and be in functional, comfortable clothes. And it's like, know we're gonna launch right so there will be a launch and some of this like manufacturing and all of this stuff will will be off my plate but there's just going to be a new set of things on the other side of that and that's what's exciting and that's what motivates me but it also um, empowers me to know that like you get what you you know you don't get what you ask for you get what you believe for and if i believe this is possible in the future I can do things right now in the present to make sure that future comes to pass. So um, I just kind of really, really, you know, when I say I take a holistic approach, I mean it like in my own life, when I, I journal all the time, I feel stressed. I feel tired. What am I going to do? I don't know how I'm going to, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing it too. I'm living it too, but I think you just have to. I always try and encourage people, right? Think of wellness as a toolbox, right? There are a lot of wellness tools and you might have all of these tools and everything might not resonate, right? So you don't need every single tool in your toolbox, but you do need a toolbox that you can turn to those practices, right? Those, you know, meditation, yoga, mindfulness, what, whatever, church, prayer, journaling, like massages, facial spa, like retreats, all of these things are in your toolkit to be deployed at different points in time in your life. And just understand that like your journey is yours, but it does take hard work, but you can do it in a healthy way. You don't have to be, You know, I just, I just always want to encourage people to know that, like, if something doesn't resonate, that doesn't mean that it's, it just means that's not for you, and maybe it's just not for you right now. But keep exploring, keep trying other things. You know, there, keep expanding that wellness toolkit, and. When you are in those stressful situations, think holistically about what do I, what does my mind need? What does my spirit need? What does my body need? What, what do I need emotionally? Who's my emotional support, right? Do I have a therapist or a loved one that I can talk to financially, right? Finance, finances are a huge part of stress too. Like, how can I take better care of my finances during this time? How can I, you know, be more mindful of my spending or, you know, whatever your situation is, whatever stressful season you're in, just know, step back, look in your wellness toolkit, take a holistic approach to stress management. And that is going to really allow you to make it through. And you can use me as an example of a person who is doing that and who is busy as hell. Like in theory, my stomach should be a mess. I should have acne. Like Everything should be manifesting in my body just based on how stressed and how busy and what I have going on. But it's not because I have right from the the earlier part of the conversation from that girl in 2016 who was stressed out and like not this that that girl is very different than this 2021 version of myself who is stressed out. So, you know, I just want to encourage anyone who might be in that season in your life to know that like it it will get better and you have the power to do that. So just keep exploring those wellness practices, keep finding ways to live through it and to be okay today. And just know that by focusing on doing what you can do today, you are creating a better future for yourself tomorrow.
1: Oh my goodness. 100%, 200%. 100%, 200%. Like everything that you just shared. First of all, when you said you don't get what you ask for, you get what you believe. I my brain was mind blown out of my body because it's so true. It speaks to how powerful our minds are. But what I appreciate about what you just shared, first of all, your transparency of I'm busy AF right now. And it's, there's a lot going on because I think in the wellness space, it can be very easy to be like, I'm perfect. Everything is Zen. Everything is always Zen. And that's not true. And so you're talking about what that homeostasis looks like for you right now, where you've had to kind of kick it up a notch with some of your self-care and like be super intentional about it versus maybe at another season when things are a little more relaxed, you can also be more relaxed in your approach and just sharing the realness of that. I really appreciate.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think again, right. I, you know, I, I didn't see myself in a lot of people in the wellness space. I didn't see myself in a lot of people in the professional space, like as an optometrist, like I just didn't really see myself reflected. And so I want to use my platform and I want to use my time to just be honest. And because there's a girl who's like me, right? When I was 24, 25. Like, what am I gonna do? I don't know that. Like, you know, I, I was, I was searching, and I think to your point, it is so easy for people to feel like it's perfect, right? You teach yoga, you're so like zinned out and peaceful all the time, and it's like, no. I started doing yoga because I was crazy, okay? <laughs> <And I needed laughs> to find some peace in my life, so I try and just be as honest as possible because I really remember what it felt like to feel. You know, just like, just be searching for it and just trying to figure out like you feel so abnormal, like what, why do, why am I so miserable or why am I this or why am I that? And so if I can just empower someone to know that like you are not alone because you feel stressed out and really crazy and imbalanced, like mm-hmm. that's okay. But think about that version of me in 2016 to where I am now. And it is a journey and it is a process, but I I love to be as transparent as possible. And I always, you know, invite, you can send me a message or whatever, you know, people can always reach out to me Um, because, you know, that's, that's how we all learn and that's how we all grow. And it doesn't serve anyone for us to like hide our story or hide our experience or, you know, put on a certain facade for people. Like I get why people do it, right? It's marketing, it's shiny, it's glossy, it's sexy, it looks really great but i think like the real joy and the real connection and the real like deep soul resonance comes from being honest and just letting people know that like i'm 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 just like you and i have gotten a lot closer to where I want to be. I mean, obviously there's still like levels I want to achieve and levels I want to reach. So as I'm climbing, I'm getting better and better and better and better about managing it. And so like, you get what you believe for, right? That's from our queen Oprah, our super soul queen, Mm -hmm. but it's true. I mean, like, I really think about like, you have to embody it, right? I can say, I want to be a successful entrepreneur. I want to do this, or I want to do that. But if I don't physically do it in the real world, then um. that's not going to happen for me. Right. Yeah. Just because you think it, just because you want it that like, you don't, That doesn't mean you get it. You have to believe that it's possible for you. And the way you show that belief, the way that belief is illustrated in your life is through action, right? I believe that I'm capable of this. So I'm going to do it. I believe that this is mine. So I'm going to go for it. I believe that I am powerful enough to make this happen, right? And that belief, again, right? Ask, believe, receive. Like you ask for something, right? I want this experience. I want this whatever. But you have to believe that you can have it, Right. And that belief is a muscle that has to be built and you build that belief through action. Right. One baby step at a time, you build that belief and then you have to receive what is meant for you. Right. So there there's only so much you can do. Right. You got to put your you know, 90% in and just know that that final 10% is not up to you, right? That's mm-hmm. not your journey. That's not for you. You receive that final 10%. You receive help. You receive messages. You receive downloads. You receive inspiration. You receive ultimately what you are asking for, but just having that, that, that heart posture of being open and being receptive is really important. And so while I do talk about you have to believe you know, that you are capable of it, you also have to understand understand that it's not, you know, you can let, you can relax a little bit because it's not all up to you, right? It's not up to you to make it happen. So while you have to believe that it's possible for yourself, right? You do not have to believe that you have to do this on your own because you don't.
1: Yes. Oh my goodness. That is such a beautiful message. It's act like taking that action, but also allowing yourself to receive and, Mm -hmm. Sometimes I think we can like white knuckle it and want to like force totally. and will our way into things. And we can force our way into the wrong things sometimes when we just push too hard, just taking that aligned, ordained action, but also allowing space for something even better than we can imagine to totally. come to us.
0: And I think that's like the lesson for all of us, right? Like yeah. we are caught in this culture, right? Like rise and grind, like get up, get it girl, you know, like, you know, make it happen. And while yes, you know, that is a, an element of like working hard and, and having like a hustle a bit, like, you know, being a hustler, being able to hustle, it's an important, it's important, but. That same thing, like I always say, like the fierce clarity community, right, is really full of like ambitious people, right, in all different types of fields. But these people are usually successful professionally, right? These are people with goals, these are people who have a vision for themselves, these are people who are working hard, right? They got that energy about themselves. However, that's the same energy that makes us sick, right? That's the energy that makes us stressed. That's the energy that makes us anxious. That's the same energy that makes us feel overwhelmed, right? So how we cope with that is just you have to step back and relearn what it is to exist in the world. We are taught so much about go out there and get it. We're really not taught so much about sit back and allow it to come to you, right? So I think cultivating that skill is something that, I have done, you know, through fierce clarity and, and through sort of manifesting a, a business of my dreams, right? I wanted a, I wanted a business like where I could talk about energy and astrology and like all my <laughs> stuff and it wouldn't be weird. And it's like so cool to be in that, right? But a lot of that has come from like cultivating that ability to receive, to be receptive, to listen and to, to, I think another thing, like you said, right, people white knuckle it. People also don't receive help. You know, people will literally be like, can I help you? And you will say, no, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. do you need help with anything? No, I don't. And I think like receiving help, right. Receiving these gifts, receiving all of this is really important in sort of cultivating a, a healthy balance of stress in your life and a healthy balance of your ambition, right? Like it's okay to be ambitious. It's okay to want it. It's okay to grind for it, but You also have to be comfortable with stepping back a little bit and allowing things to unfold because perhaps your plan is not the best one and there might be something a little bit different that's much better for you. So you can't be so married to the go out and grind culture and the belief that you got to make it happen, that you don't allow space for receptivity. Ooh,
1: that is a word. That is such a word. Oh, my goodness. I, I can think of so many examples, just even from my own personal experience, where trying to force things to happen that just weren't happening. And what came to me was actually so much better than what it was I was trying to force. And we all have those moments where that's happened. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And I mean, you just got to know, like, you know, what's for you is for you. And like, we don't, We have time, you know, I, I, one thing, a mantra I constantly say to myself is I am in the right place at the right time. You know, I am, I'm here right here is where I'm supposed to be right here, right now. I don't have to worry about what's coming next because right. I am in the right place at the right time. And that is something that I really use as like an anchor. When I feel that I'm like, you know, getting really anxious or getting really worried or feeling overwhelmed. It's like, okay, that's because I'm thinking so much about what needs to be done, what needs to happen, how is this gonna happen? And it's like, I am in the right place at the right time. I am doing what I am supposed to do right now. And I have to trust and believe that tomorrow, the day after that, whenever that's gonna come, the solution will be there. And so instead of being so focused in the future, or even in the past, right? If you're a person who's a little bit more focused on past mistakes or things that happened in the past, really bringing yourself back to the present moment. But with that reassurance, right? I am I am in the right place at the right time. Like I am, it, it's for me, this is happening. My path is unfolding. Everything, life is happening, like not to me, life is happening for me. This challenge is an opportunity to grow. This stress is an opportunity to change a habit, right? Instead of responding in the same way, I'm gonna choose a healthier op- option this time. And really- You know, I, you know, these are mantras I use, but like find your own right what resonates with you what can bring you back to that present moment and and really for me that concept of I am in the right place at the right time helps me to remember That I don't have to do it all right now, you know. Like it doesn't. It does. It's okay. It's okay. You have time. You have space. You, you know, that issue you're thinking about in two days, somebody's gonna email you tomorrow and say they got to figure it out and they're gonna deal with it. Mm -hmm. You know. So it's like be here, be present, and just know that you are in the right place at the right time. You don't have to be so worried. You don't have to force it to happen. You can be ambitious without making yourself sick.
1: Yes. Yes. Actually, and maybe this will be helpful for the listeners. As you were sharing that just now, I thought of another mantra that maybe people can also add to their repertoire, which is more of a question because I like to think of of mantras as questions that I ask myself, which is how can I respond differently, right? If you find yourself kind of having a knee jerk reaction to a lot of things or immediately jumping to the anxious, Mm -hmm. speaking from experience. Yeah, that's
0: so good. I want to challenge myself. How can I
1: respond differently?
0: That's so good because our responses are so hardwired. You know, we don't actually, I mean, I feel like so many of our responses are unconscious. We literally aren't even thinking about them. So that's such a great question to bring you right into the present moment.
1: Yeah. So hopefully I'm going to, I'm going to challenge myself to stick to that. And if anybody listening, if that resonates with you, I invite you to, to try asking yourself that as well.
0: That's so good. I love that. I'm, I'm going to take that one. Thank you. Write well, the toolbox. It put was, it right in the toolbox. Yes, we can all share the tools. It was inspired.
1: <laughs> it was inspired by what you said. So we're coming up with tools together. <laughs> Danielle, thank you so much. I loved this conversation and loved having you. For our audience, where can people find you? How can they participate in what you've got going on with Fierce Clarity and how can they support your work?
0: Well, first and foremost, thank you for having me. I love this. This is like one of those like soul fulfilling conversations, you know, like when you just those really... You feel full afterwards so i really am so grateful for you for creating this space and this platform and all that you do right in the wellness space and all of the good vibes you put out into the world so thank you first and foremost um second of all where you all can find me so you can find us on instagram at fierce clarity you can find us on tiktok at fierce clarity you can find us online at fierceclarity.com and this summer Okay, everyone get ready because we are about to really have y'all having the healthiest hot girl summer on planet Earth. And we also have stuff for men as well. Okay, so hot girls, hot boys, hot days, whoever you are, however you identify, we got some fly, comfortable athletic wear for you. So follow on the social channels, subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss out on anything. Um, And that's where you can find me if you guys have any questions, if anything I said kind of resonated with you. I'm always available via DM. So you can reach out to me on Instagram and I'd be happy more than happy to connect.
1: Perfect. And we'll have all of that linked in the show notes to make it super easy for people to find you super easy for people to to stay in touch, especially for the athletic wear launch, because I'm super excited for it. I'm
0: excited. I'm (laughs) going to send you a PR box. You know, we are like, we're turning into a real company, girl. You are a real company. And then also I forgot to say, um, You all, another way to, um, you can practice yoga with me online. I teach Instagram live yoga classes right now on Mondays at 5 30 PM. We'll see how that goes over the summer, but like, I always still teach those classes. It's sometime we might shift, but Instagram live yoga classes and they're archived on IGTV. So you can practice yoga. Um, if you like the yoga that you see and you want more of it, you can subscribe to our all access pass. And that has all of our fierce yoga fierce yoga, fierce clarity yoga classes on demand. And if you are in LA, you can come practice yoga with me in real life. We have fierce clarity yoga classes on Tuesday nights at 630 at the Mr. C Hotel in Beverly Hills. So not only can you stay connected with me, um, you can actually reduce your stress by taking a fierce clarity yoga class with me either virtually or in real life
1: amazing I need to come take one of those classes here in LA so I will come I'll come um but that's amazing so that no matter where you are again you can use use the tools that we talked about today and again
0: right stress management I use yoga as a stress management tool yes
1: Thank you so much for joining me, Danielle. Like I said, I love this conversation and I'm just so excited for you. I'm so excited for what's next with Fierce Clarity. It's Thank beautiful you. to see. Yeah, the
0: little baby, she's growing up. I'm so yes. excited too. I feel I feel like I am on the precipice of, you know, I, I know what I want this business to look like. Yes. And I believe it and i'm doing it and i'm going to yes. make it happen and i'm so grateful that it has you know brought people like you into my path and and this is what i always wanted right i knew i didn't want to be an optometrist sitting in a dark room doing eye exams my whole life i wanted yep. to have these kind of conversations i wanted yes. to to be able to be more in a heart space more in like in alignment with my soul's work on this earth and so i really feel like fierce clarity is is giving me the space and the opportunity to share what has been so powerful with me with so many other people. And it's also bringing amazing people into my life. So again, thank you for having me. I'm so excited for everything coming up with you as well. And I'm happy we connected and I can't wait for us to uh, stay in touch. Thank you.
1: Thank you for tuning into Balance Black Girl. If you enjoyed this episode and feel called doing so, we would really appreciate a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to check out the show notes and more offerings at balanceblackgirl.com.